0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: plate, I guess that's why they call it. On July 6th, gather your family and friends for summer's biggest celebration, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. Experience a weekend of excitement with racing under the lights and celebrate Independence Day with patriotic tributes and the region's largest fireworks display over the infield at Daytona. The Coke Zero Sugar 400 will be a celebration to remember. Adult tickets start at $49, kids $20. Lock in your seats at 1-800-PIT-SHOP or DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
2: This is NASCAR
3: driver Brad Keselowski, and you're listening to the pit Stop Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
0: Good evening from Duggan Nation. I'm Tim Despain. Stephen Wilson has the good. night off. I'm alongside no of a uh, holler driver there for the number nothing. there, Eddie Motorsports. That's about our gaffy South. Mister Scott Revis is joining us tonight. Scott, how's it going, brother?
4: Pretty good. How about yourself, my friend?
0: I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. And to let some of our listeners know, you've been uh, a guest with us on multiple occasions, and you've actually filled in for Stephen as my co-host two or three times too. But before we get started talking about a lot of racing, can you let everybody know exactly how you got started and how you got to where you're at? I know you had mentioned to me one time you was a stockbroker, and you uh, you done some, uh, you done some uh, singing, and you actually opened for, I remember who it was, Scott. But just let everybody know how you got to where you're at right now with J.D. Motorsports.
4: Uh, I was called burning the candle at both ends for a long time, and I'm paying the price for it now. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I got started in racing well, about ninety four. Um, buddy of mine who I hung out with a lot, uh was working for Joe Betsy at the time and would bring me with him here and there and learned how to pit and then once you once you get in the circle you end up working for a lot of different people. I pitted for Elliot Sadler, Chad Little, um obviously our drivers when they need me. Um, I did that for a while and then got out of it, got married. Had some kids. Uh, I was a broker at Bank of America for a while. Found out that uh, being in an office really wasn't for me. And uh, I got my CDL. And I thought, well, I can go back doing what I love. It took me about three years of driving over the road and getting back to some people that I knew. And then uh, that's when I got with Johnny. And I've been with Johnny for the last five years. A little bit of time off in between. I stayed with the truck team. But for the majority of it, I've been with Johnny, and uh, I'm here till I'm not. And I, I'm probably going to take a year off next year. It's my daughter's senior year. I don't want to miss anything due to that, but then after that, we'll be back at it. But it's if you're a truck driver, now's the time to get in, because they're looking for truck drivers everywhere. And uh, when I say truck drivers, you've got, you got to understand that driving the truck's only 10% of your job. And if you can get past the first week or two, you should be able to make it through the rest of the year. And then once you're in, you're in, because quite honestly, the sport's kind of like the mafia. Once you're in, you might get out for a year or two, but it sucks you right back in.
0: Exactly, Scott. Just an awesome lie. And again, thank you very much for taking time out to fill in for Steven Stevens on vacation. And Scott, we uh, we watch a lot of you, uh, a lot of your Facebook live videos. Uh, can you let our listeners know exactly what's the most toughest track to get that rig into and to get it parked? I know you mentioned uh, I watched your video going into Dover. You didn't really like that coming over the track. But now here at my home track, we got that uh, that new oversized tunnel that you got out of there quick. You didn't have to wait up I find it over. But what, what's one of the toughest tracks that you have to park at J Motorsports hauler in, brother?
4: Dover's the worst. Um, just because when you pull in, you pull in and you're – you're basically on like a service road right in front of the, behind the casino. And then you got the race wall right there beside you. I mean, there's not four feet on each side. And then you've got to make a 90 degree turn without hitting your trailer on the wall. Just to make another 90 degree left turn and turn and ride the bank around the track to get the pit road. Um, Bristol looks scary, but it's not that bad. Um, Charlotte's kind of a pain in the butt just because of the way it's, it's built. There's a lot of tight turns to get in the, the garage out there. You'd think with the bigger tracks it'd be easier, but they seem to be the hardest ones to get into.
0: And, Scott, before we get started, uh, I want to let everybody know uh, I'm Tim Despain, alongside of Scott Rivas, uh, driver of the number method hard there for getting Northport and Garrett Smith, and the right, Kenny Series and the night off. And, Scott, uh, well, my number, let me, uh, the number of calling is 215-383-3681 if you'd like to ask myself or Scott Rivas a question. The floor is open all night. We can stop what we're talking about and get all of your questions in because I wanna hear I wanna hear a lot about what 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 goes behind the scenes there, especially with uh Scott. Scott, we uh we just left uh we just where am I where am I going? To? We just worldwide mm-hmm. technology raceway. I wanna say I wanna say Gateway Motor Store Part, but Worldwide Technology Raceway up. Your good friend Ross Chastain, uh, the week before, you know, he failed post race inspection and, and got all them points docked and everything, but he finished P1 again this week, this, this past weekend, there in the carseal.com, Fever for Al Nissan and Nice Motorsports. And there's been an ongoing deal there with the watermelon. Well, let's just know, uh-huh. Ross comes from a watermelon farming family down in uh, South, South Florida. But whenever Ross wins you always bring that you always bring that watermelon to Victory Lane and I loved how he power drive that thing the other <laughs> weekend <laughs> in Texas. That was awesome. He
4: did that in Vegas in his first win. It's just it wasn't in Victory Lane. He did it at the flag stand and nobody got to see it on T V. But I think a video made it away made its way around Facebook. But yeah, it's kinda of a little Gallagher esque moment he likes to have and uh he knows where he came from and And, you know, probably what his future will be after racing. And uh, he's not one to forget that.
0: Exactly. Scott, he finished uh, in uh, stage one. He finished P6, it looks like. And uh, stage two, he was not even in the top ten. But he come back and he... Come back! you made it pass there, and everybody, except me, I was on the edge of my seat. I told you, I "God forbid," himself post race again this time. But he passed everything, well, that, and it seems like he's got a. I'm sorry, go ahead, Scott.
4: It just almost seemed like Iowa, like it, with Ross declaring as, as late as he did for truck boys. Like there was a hand in it somewhere that just didn't belong. It just it felt wrong. Um, I you know, it could just be more than nothing more than a conspiracy theory. But it just felt like there was a hand that was just saying, "No, you know, you can't do this. You can't do this. We're going to show you that you can't do this." Because they enforced a rule that they haven't enforced in thirty years. I mean, they haven't disqualified a driver, took his win away in thirty years. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's declaring points. They made it not impossible for a, for a team like he's on, but pretty difficult to to make the chase. And he did it the first week. And, you know, and it's almost like it may seem like a slap in the face to the people who who make the rules, hey, you got to be 20 points and you got to get a win. Because I think they said you get that win. I think they thought they were pretty safe. And not only did he win once, he won twice. And there's nothing they can do about it now.
0: Exactly, Scott. you bring up a very good point there. It's been 30 years since NASCAR took a win away from any of the any top Top tier series drivers, and I don't remember when the last one was. I wish I would have got with you earlier, and we and we would have got that going on. But up, uh, it was ninety one. Ninety one. Who was it? Do you remember, Scott?
4: I can't remember who it was. It's a name that it is. If it, I can't remember who
0: it was, do you remember? <sighs> we'll Google that. We'll Google that after a while. We'll yeah. get, we'll get Susan to Google that while she's in there. Well, I was asking and my Scott buddy the cruise <laughs> He's still looking, too, right?
4: Oh, yeah. Well, I asked him, and he didn't know either.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, you know, as we'll get over Scott, we'll sort of lose our uh train of thought, sort of lose memory. But anyway, Scott, let's listen to a little bit about what Ross Chastain had to say in the media center. At Worldwide Technology Raceway after he won the uh cook series race there and we've got uh Cody E too and Phil Phil Goo. It's a little short deal, but let's listen see what he had to say in the media center there at Worldwide Technology Raceway.
2: Think?
3: <laughs> Driver of the number 45 car shield.com Chevrolet from Alva, Florida, Ross Chastain. We're also joined by Cody Ifaw and crew chief Sorry. Phil Gould. We'll open up to questions for the three of them.
2: Uh, so was the level of determination after that I'd say it started, um, I mean, it started. When when they got home um, Last week This guy was the most I'd say Animated about it Um, He's a pretty calm guy Might have broke his hand Whenever he punched The pit box When we just won But uh, that aside He was mad We were all mad It just didn't feel right Last week Um, We know we broke a rule But it was just The the punishment Not fit the crime And and, um, But they set a new precedent NASCAR did And and, uh, They did not waver uh, One One little bit And 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 they you know we just were we just felt wrong by a lot of the, the processes and the people involved on both sides competition and upper management so I mean I'm being honest about that it was we were mad um well I'm not saying we had the fastest truck tonight but um it was it was about execution and just and just ec- I mean that's our that's my it's my last thing I say before the race with this team is execute but that's all we have to do and we can win Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's a it's a thing I've always wanted to do ever since I got into NASCAR and um, you know carried her one around for almost seven years and never did anything and um, you know had to eat a lot of them in, in like in like sorrow just like disappointment after the races. So like, I'm being honest, I used I carried them around for years and would put them in the coolers for the pit box even when I knew we're gonna go run thirtieth in a cup race or we're st- like I st- like what's crazy is I started in park here last year. I came here with Mark Fever and Jay Robinson and wanted to get laps. So I was ready when I came back, if, if it was in five, if it was in one year, five years or 20 years. And, and like, I'm not saying that was like, but it helped and like stuff like that, like putting in all that work and just same thing with Cody He started this, they started this team over three years ago. Um, and they struggled and, and, and I've struggled with other teams and we were racing against each other for 15th and then bring in Phil and Lonnie and Cody and, and put together all the pieces of like a bunch of misfits and, it, it, we are. We all kind of got pushed out of other places. and um, I mean, I think you can talk a little bit, Phil, about, like, the determination to kind of, after your previous job, just to, like, go execute and go win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the saying goes in racing, you're only as good as your last job. And uh, I know my last job didn't go so well. And uh, so I was bound and determined, you know, to prove yourself. And I think, you know, when you get that kind of mindset and the kind, and the kind of people that we have, uh, you can do great things. You know, you don't need uh, the big budget or all the fancy stuff to go with it. I mean, that's the real story. We talked about the story last week. But to me, the, the the cool thing is, you know, if these guys knew what they were getting beat by, they would they would probably be besides themselves even more. All right, gentlemen, we are all set with you this
3: evening.
2: Thank you. Thank you all. Make us –
0: and, Scott, like I mentioned, that was a real short interview there at the Midday Center at Worldwide Technology Raceway. And just like you brought up, uh, Ross mentioned the watermelon that he carried around for all this time. But you are, but you was the one that carried that watermelon to him. And with Cody Efall there and with him, like you and I talked uh, a few weeks ago uh, with uh, by text, that Ross had declared to run for the, for the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series Championship. And do you think that was a good move for Ross? Which I know he was sitting good there with uh, with you guys and JD, and he had that good deal going last year with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, and all that fell through with a lawsuit there with DC Solar. Do you think Ross made the right move declaring for the Truck Series Championship, Scott? Uh,
4: It's hard for me to say. Um, It didn't help me. Um, yeah, but Ross had to do what was right for Ross. Um, as far as the reasonings and everything, I don't. I'm not privy to it. That's way above my pay grade. And um, you know, I'm happy for Ross. He, lost, you know, he saw a chance to to go for a championship, and, and he took it. And you know, his statement says he had the backing of JD and and a Premium and all those guys, and Ross is out. Ross is one of those people who you just can't be mad at, and it, 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 you know working with Ross and on his his team, and you know and that kind of took a little wind out of myself because now I have got to the racetrack going, well, you know, and granted we, Garrett's still running well, but he's not quite, you know, running to compete to get in the chase yet. But you know I go to the racetrack now, you know, well, what are we doing here? you know, kind of little punch out of says kinda of like when we when we uh in Dover last year when we were knocked out of the chase. It just kinda of takes a little bit of the wind out of yourself. But we move on. We go on and Ross is gonna run a couple more races with us and we gotta land in the car this weekend and I think we're gonna be all right.
0: And Scott uh Gerber Collision and Glass has rejoined you guys here at J.D. Motorsports, Lennon Castle for Chicago, and coming, coming up this weekend. I don't know if you know much about, about that deal, but would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
4: they've been with us um, for as long as I've been there when we go to Chicago. And um, they they come out in droves, and we have a good crowd, and we have a good time, and lucky for them. I'm cooking this weekend, so and have some good food and some good times and hopefully they'll enjoy, enjoy the race and hopefully that the four car will end up in there in the
0: top ten. Scott, you always cook every weekend. Uh, what Uh What is on the gourmet menu for this weekend, shall I say? Or do you know yet? I'm
4: trying to... I'm not figured it out. I, I need to go to Sam's. I'm going tomorrow. We loaded the trucks today. So i got time to go grocery shopping tomorrow. I think... I haven't I just don't know yet. I may do uh, some big old deli sandwiches for lunch on the uh, oh Lord. I'll keep my days are messed up on Friday. I might do some London broil on Saturday. Just depends on what the schedule's looking like. What what uh, Sam's has looking good in the in the meat section.
0: I heard that, brother. And Suzanne and I will be joining y'all in Kentucky Spiegel in a couple of weeks. Uh, hey, I won't be hey. a big old ribeye. I want a bigger <laughs> rib eye.
4: If I can afford a rib by for all the people I got to feed, I'd do it every week. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's I that. Beating
4: 17.
0: <laughs> I know it does. And, Scott, let's take a little quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to cover some of the truck series and just sort of yin-yang and talk about. But, again, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm Tim Spain alongside of Scott Ravis here JD Motorsports. We will be right back after this quick, quick message from Talladega, Alabama. <laughs> One
1: more we
5: Matt De Benedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry, and you're listening to the Pit Stop with Tim Despain.
0: We're back live from Talladega, Alabama. I'm Tim Despain, alongside of Steady uh, Motorsports Hall of Driver, there Scott Rivas. Scott, we just got back. We took a little quick break and had to go ahead and fill my little glass of Chardonnay. So I'm drinking a little Chardonnay tonight, relaxing. <laughs> what you What you got on the table, bro? Hamburger Helper and Cheerwine. I heard that. Hamburger Helper and Cheerwine. If <laughs> <laughs> Scott, let's uh, if I can. You're making me laugh. Hamburger Helper and Cheerwine. I love Hamburger Helper. Well, let's get into a I'm, I'm being dead serious.
4: Do
0: I know? I know. It. I mean, when Suzanne and I, whenever we first got married, 25 years ago, we couldn't afford much. Uh, you know, I didn't have as good a job as I got now at Coose Electric and Suzanne uh, you know, she had a little job and we were we were struggling and our our big deal on Fridays, we would get a half a case of natural light beer back when I drank beer. And we would do hamburger helper. That was our big deal. That's all we could afford, Scott, back then. Some of these mm-hmm. young kids nowadays don't some of these kids nowadays don't understand how how it is when you first get started. You sort of gotta watch what you're doing, hey, you bro. Well
4: it's kinda of funny you mentioned kids these days we uh in charlotte you know that, that race was the hottest race ever on record in charlotte for the xfinity race and um uh, we're going through water like it's nothing and we went through 15 cases of water and we ran out and we're borrowing water from other people and after the race I'm, I'm spent and uh you sit in a fire suit and what ended up being you know probably about 104 heat index and uh i had to i did out a bottle of sun drop and I stuck it in the cooler where the ice water was, and I filled my, you know, bottle up and I drank it. And they looked at me like I was nuts. I'm like, what? You know, we drank at a hose pipes when we were kids. This stuff's not going to hurt you. And if you're thirsty, you're going to drink it.
0: Exactly, Scott. And uh, like you mentioned, drinking from the hose pipes. I remember playing football, backyard football, and we all used to go to one of my one of my buddies' house down the road. And I don't know if it was the well water or the older house it was, but that water that came out of that spigot was colder than any water I've ever had, and it'd be like hundred and something degrees, Scott. Right? But 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 like you said, drinking water out of a spigot, out of a spigot or hose pipe back in the day—that's what we did, bro. Yep. And to add to that, uh, you know, Suzanne and I made the trek to Charlotte with Stephen and Anne Marie. Made it up there too and uh, we run into my good buddy Spencer Bowler, uh uh Young Sports, driver in the NASCAR generator outdoors truck series and we was talking to him and uh like just like you said, Spencer said, Tim, I'm hot, I'm thirsty, I need some water I said, Well come on, we'll go to the meeting center. He said, They won't let me in there. I said, Yeah, they will. I got my I got my Annual credential. We'll we'll get in there, and like you said, it was so damn hot. We got Spencer boy in that business center there at Charlotte, and I think he downed three bottles of water just right off the bat. And he wasn't working; okay. he was just up there promoting his team and all that stuff. It 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 was hot in Charlotte, Scott. It was,
4: it was kind of funny because I actually got on TV that day and knew wasn't exactly for a bad reason or a good reason i just i kept walking down to we didn't have a cooler in our pit stall because we got four teams but we only got three coolers so whichever two pits are closest we'll put one in between and i happened to walk to the four uh pit stall because i was pitting the 15 and i was dumping a rag in the ice water and just sticking it on my head well the cameraman figured this out after about the fourth trip and decided to follow me with it and i was walking down the road looking like an idiot with a towel on my head and uh, the guys up in the booth
0: kind of got a kick out of it. I've seen that. You weren't looking like it, Scott. You're trying to stay trying to scope. Scope. Cool, I think. <laughs> Scott, let's, mm. let's move on and talk a little bit about the uh, Monster Energy international Car Cup Series. They were at uh this past weekend. You guys were awesome, like we had talked about. Ross in the truck series was at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, Martin Truex, Jr., Won the race there at Sonoma, Uh, and it seems like since he's come over and Furniture Row has uh, shut down, he's come over to there to uh, to uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, and it seems like uh, they got a little in a little in team rivalry Scott with Martin Truex Jr. and uh, Kyle Busch there. I want to get your thoughts on what you thought thought about the road course race there? And there's a lot of people on social media talking about the the stages that was set up there, and the way it was set up was twenty twenty and forty or what twenty and fifty, I think, as far as the as far as the stages going to the checkered, and it sort of didn't really bring out any, you know, what I'm trying to get at. It didn't help the drama, the strategy. Yeah, the drama, the tragedy there at, at at Sonoma. I want to get your thoughts on that before we play play the media center interview there. Long in Truex at Sonoma Raceway. Well,
4: anytime Kyle thinks something's getting taken away from him, and granted, don't get me wrong, Kyle is a wheel man, and he is probably the best driver in NASCAR right now. And I think he's followed behind little Ross Chastain because I think he put him in Truex's car, and he's beating his butt too. That's just my personal opinion, but. uh... I, I'll be honest with you I fell asleep halfway through it But as far as the stages are The stages are the same every week If you look at it It's, it's going to be Like You say it's, uh, What do you say 40, 40 80 or 20-20-40 It's always going to be I
0: think Scott
4: Yeah you know, I mean it's always going to be Double what the first two stages was On your final stage Because they're going to want you to pit in between Um Now with Sonoma you're going to do that Anyway But um I caught the last couple of laps. And it almost, and I, I kind of woke up. And I'm like, well, good lord, like, fifth place is 30 seconds behind. So I figured something had to happen with the pits. I didn't know the strategy. Like I said, I fell asleep. So I'm, I'm kind of not the, the one to talk about the finish because that's all I saw. That's right, Scott. And let's, uh, let's uh, listen to a little bit
0: of the. Uh Media Center interview there with uh Martin Truex, Junior there at Sonoma Raceway and then I'll get your thoughts after that. So this is uh I'm Timothy Bain, so alongside well, so Scott Ray let's listen this. Well
6: we are now joined by a race winning driver, Martin Truex, Jr., of the number nineteen, Bass Pro Shops Toyota. We'll open up to questions for him. Raise your hand and we'll get the wireless mic. We'll start up front here with Tom.
5: Martin, congratulations. Uh, thank you the uh, what was going through your head the last fifteen twenty laps when when uh, Kyle was chasing you and i mean what what were you thinking about that uh, just trying to trying to get all I could out of the car and not not burn my tires up too much um and just hit my marks you know i I knew that um you know he pitted a little bit later there at the end so he had a little fresher tires, and he was beating us pretty good there for a while, and I just had to had to try to manage my car the best I could to not burn the tires off trying to go faster than I wanted to go and I knew if we could just maintain a decent gap for long enough that we would start to equal out and with 10 to go we we were equal in lap times and then from there it was like all right you just gotta run ten perfect laps and don't screw up I mean that was really the key so I uh, was able to do that fortunately and um and hang on to it and and you know we had to pass some lap some lap cars and um, luckily we were able to catch them in the right places to not lose too much time to Kyle and and uh, we were able to hold him off. So feels great. feels amazing to win here two in a row. And, um, you know, the, the thought that maybe it could be three is uh, is pretty uh, pretty phenomenal. So thankful for uh, an incredible team and, uh, and cars and just everybody who makes this thing go for us. And uh, really lucky to drive great race cars.
6: We'll go to Jeff and then Pat.
5: <clears throat> On TV, they were kind of
2: building up the fact that they feel like you and Kyle are a rivalry. I guess I'd never really thought of it that way. Um, but you know your history does go back to the first championship that you guys competed against each other in in bush series and um, do you consider you and Kyle a rivalry?
5: I consider anyone that you have to beat to win races and championships a rivalry you know i mean i don 't think it's um, i think it 's a good rivalry you know we uh, we 're obviously teammates um, and you mentioned the, the coming up through the bush series together back in four i mean we 've known each other a long time we 've been racing together a long time and we've raced each other really hard, but with respect. And I think with that, that's part of what's made us good teammates, you know, is that we have that mutual respect for each other. Um, You know, Kyle hates to lose. Everybody knows, you know, kind of how he is. And, um, you know, for me, to me, he's been just an amazing teammate. He's really smart about his race car. He gives great information, um, helps the team make the cars better, and we're all better for it. Um, And so, you know, the last couple years, um, you know, at Furniture Row with the JGR Alliance, and now being being in house at JGR, it's just uh, it's been a really good relationship. You know, we have that mutual respect where we can, you know, we know we're each we're both fast. We both have great teams. We can push each other to be better, and it really elevates the whole company. So, um, <clears throat> we race hard as we can possibly race on the racetrack, and uh, and respect each other off it. It's, it works out pretty good. Uh, Pat to Uh Building off of exactly that, do you and Kyle keep score at all? Uh, I don't. I don't know if he does, but I do know that they told me in victory lane that um, we've finished one, two, seven times, and I I beat him four out of seven, so I got the upper hand right now. I didn't know. I had no idea until they told me that, so um, no, we don't. I don't keep track of it. I don't know if he does or not. He might. <laughs>
6: we'll stay over here to the left, and then we'll check upstairs in the media center.
2: Martin, uh, Joe Gibbs is a legend in the industry. How How is the this year Ben. how is it working with him and is it any different than you thought
1: it would be
5: it's been great um you know i i I don't know if it's any different than i expected you know i I think i look at coach and he just he leads by example you know and he he works so hard and that's why everybody at his company you know puts in the effort they do and that's why they're successful you know if you you look at, at somebody joe's age and you know, he could be out golfing and screwing off, and, you know, he probably doesn't have to do what he's doing, you know, but he loves it, and it's his passion. It's just, it's become his life, and he puts everything he has into it. Um, you know, I can tell you every time I go to the shop, it, he's there, and if he's not on a plane somewhere meeting with sponsors, he's there, and, you know, that's, if you want to build something great, you got to lead by example, and that's what he does, and that's why he is who he is, and I'm sure it was the same way in football, so, He's uh, 100% committed, and it's been uh, it's been amazing to uh, to be able to see that and learn from it, and and just to w- work for him and be part of his team has been uh, it's been a blessing. So we're very lucky to drive great cars and and great you know for a great team. It's been uh, it's been incredible.
6: I'm going to check in upstairs in the media center for questions. No questions upstairs. All right, we'll come back down here and go to Tom. <coughs>
0: You're the first repeat winner here since Jeff Gordon way back in uh, the 90, 99, two thousand. Is the wine tasting any
5: sweeter this time around? I'd like to say yes, but I can't. I just, I can't. I just don't like wine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. It's the best damn wine I've ever had, but I still don't like it.
6: <laughs> Go right here. The, the wrong can. color. <laughs> Donna Beth Wellman,
3: Benicia Harold. Uh, a lot of people are noticing how cool you were when uh, Bubba kind of nearly lost it. <laughs> and Could you describe what that was like, the approach and the path?
5: Well, I was approaching him, and I knew he was struggling. Uh, obviously, he was you know, about to get lapped, and I'm, I'm sure his, his tires were just smoked because he was sliding a little over the track. And um, it, the best, that was really the best-case scenario was him blowing that corner so I could get under him and get on by him. Uh, because if I had if I would have had to follow him through the carousel, I would have lost more time. Um, and and you know that's at, at that point in the race, that's when Kyle was really catching me. And so I needed to make quick work work of those guys um, and and lap them as quick as possible. So I was able to catch a couple of them and just in the right spot. Um, the 27, I had to pass him on the outside of the carousel once, which was not good. It cost me a lot. But other than that, all the rest of them, I just happened to catch them right, and they were very courteous. So. Just sometimes it works out that way and sometimes it don't.
6: You gonna come back up here to the front? There's a microphone coming for you, Tom.
5: Uh Martin, you alluded earlier to the fact that this could have been three in a row here for you. Should have been. Should have okay. <laughs> what about what happened in two thousand seventeen? refresh, refresh uh, we, our memory We blew up at the end. Um, yeah. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> David Wilson, he know he t- he already let me know today. He's like, "Yeah, I know we should be 3 in a row, we let you down, but you know, it's um, it's part of, you know, being being a great partner. We we go to battle together each and every week through the good and the bad."
6: I have a follow-up
3: when you were talking about the Carousel because a lot's been made about the fact that it's back. What is your view of the Carousel? <laughs> Do you want to sit, keep it uh, see it kept here and what was it like going through that first time?
5: Um, I don't really have an opinion either way on whether they keep it or they don't. I I think it definitely added another element to the racetrack just because of the fact that when we come here before, you basically set your car up to make right-hand turns and you kind of, like, didn't really worry much about the left-handers just because there was only two and they were not really that important to lap time. And now the carousel is such a long left-hand corner that it's important to lap time. Um, So you kind of had to change your setup a little bit um, to do that. I will say that it was uh, the first time. It's 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 kind of like it's kind of scary, you know. It's uh, it just has that you can't see. It's blind. It's you kind of you get light. The, the, there's bumps, and and the, the back tires try to bounce off the ground, and it just feels like you're completely not in control. So it's uh, it's a crazy, treacherous corner from that regard, uh, and, the, and it took a while to get used to it. There's no question. Um, obviously, we figured it out, which is good. But uh, it was it was a unique challenge for us, and we don't really race on any tracks that are like this that have the blind corners where you you get to the apex, you can't see the exit. Um, you know, the ups and downs. So it, it adds something unique um, for the Cup Series.
6: We're going to go back upstairs to the media center. Lee Spencer Racing Boys Martin, I don't know if you realized that the 18 team had a strategy. They thought that if
0: where Kyle pitted later, I guess four laps later than you, that he would be able to catch you in 10 laps to go. And -hmm. then it would kind of be, you know, game on. But
5: um, he was never able to reach you. Was it just a matter of you hitting the points and, as you said, and, you know, over the radio you just had one hell of a race car, um, you know, or was it something else? Yeah, I mean, I I – I kind of knew that with 10 to go, uh, we kind of equaled out, and I feel I felt like if we could get a re- if we could keep a little bit of distance between us until we got the tires really really old, that I would have a chance of holding them off. That that was a strong point of our car. Even the the run prior, he was catching us for a while, and then we'd even out, and then actually on when the tires started getting really really bad, we'd actually start to pull away a little bit. So, you know, with with 20 to go, when he was catching me a lot, again, it was just trying to manage. Um, try to get all I could out of the car without abusing the tires too much. Um, I knew he was catching me. I couldn't do anything about that. I just had to pace myself. And and then with 10 to go, we we equaled lap times. And then I was like, okay, we're equal now. If I can just hit 10 perfect laps, uh, I should be able to hold him off. And so we were able to do that.
6: Do we have any final questions for Martin? Right here.
1: Uh, Elliot Stern, Santa Maria Times. Uh, this was all long run racing, no cautions except the stage breaks. Uh, does that make it easier? I mean, last year you had a strategy where you kind
5: of faked doing a pit stop and then it was out. basically the same no. strategy as we did today. Okay, so does yeah. I it mean, it was, is it easier, harder just to have that long cruising run? It's easier. Um, Definitely easier when you the field gets spread out. You kind of get in that rhythm. You're worried about yourself. You're worried about hitting your marks. Um, restarts are probably the craziest thing you have to deal with here because it's a slippery track. It's it's really narrow. It's hard to hit your marks by yourself, let alone too wide. So um, not having to deal with so many restarts, you know, is is um, you know makes it a much smoother day. Um, I'm sure that you know somebody probably doesn't like the, the fact that we didn't have any cautions out there in, in NASCAR land, but. You know, for us, I think uh you know i, I like it that way, but uh, yeah,
0: so with traffic, traffic ever give you
5: any, any well, yeah, at the end i was i had to pass a few guys with ten to go or where I don't even know what it was, but I had to you know and again, i just i called them in the in the right spots, and uh you know a couple guys um you know were very courteous, so yeah, it all worked out. No, I mean, I only caught one in a bad spot. That was 27. Um, I had to pass him on the outside of the carousel, which I caught, it cost me a lot of time, one lap. But, you know, luckily it wasn't, you know, the difference in the race. All
0: right, Martin. Well, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the thanks, win. Thanks, guys. Scott, that was Martin Truex there in the Mini Center at Sonoma Race. Where after he won the total to save mark 350 there in the Monster National NASCAR Cup Series. And like you and I had talked about uh tire wear, he was worried about tire wear right there before with he was he mentioned he was back in Austin saving, and with Kyle Bush running p two there, he was actually gaining there for a little time and there was a media media guy there asking him, was there a rivalry between teammates?" And, Scott, I think I posed that question to you earlier, so I'm not going to pose it to you again. But give me your thoughts on Martin True Jr. there going over from, uh, um, uh, after, oh, anyway, going to Joe Gibbs Racing <laughs> there this year and bringing Cole Pern with him, uh, from Furniture Road Race. Furniture Road Racing, there we go. That had shut down Man. last year after all that deal. But, uh, I think uh, I think Martin is fitting in really, really well there at Joe Gibbs Racing. Scott, what, what are your thoughts?
4: Well, I mean, he's, he's got the record to show it. Um, I just hope, well, and I think if you, know, you look at the past teams that, that Martin's been on, they've all shut the doors with him in the car. <laughs> you look at uh, the uh, Michael Walsh Racing and now Furniture Row, I think Joe Gibbs is a little bit too big for that to happen to him. But I think he's doing – as well as could be expected. Colston has a crew chief, and Martin is a great driver. I just, I think the rivalry is not with him and Kyle Busch. It should have been more with him and Joey Logano stemming back from last year.
0: That's right, Scott. And I want to go ahead and read off the uh, – I'm not going to read off all the times there for Chicago Lanspeba this weekend. I'm going to read off the times that has uh, – TV time and radio. So Thursday, June twenty seventh, the Arkham Nard Series Bounty one fifty is at eight PM on FS one. That's what's going on Thursday evening. Then Friday, the Xfinity Series first practice four five PM to four fifty five PM has MBCSN has that coverage. Gander Outdoor Truck Series qualifying five oh six PM FS two has the coverage. This is all on Friday, June twenty eighth. Xfinity Series final practice 7:05 and 7:55 p.m. NBCSN, and then the radio pre-race 8:30 p.m. MRN, TV pre-race 8:30 p.m. FS1. Then we got the Gander Outdoors Truck Series Camping World 225 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. MRN has your radio, Fox Sports One has your TV. That's Friday again, and then moving on to Saturday, the Monster Energy. Cup Series, first practice is at 11.05 a.m. to 11.55 a.m. MRN has your radio. NBC SN has your TV. And then Xfinity Series qualifying, 12.05 p.m. NBC SN has your TV. And this is still Saturday, June 29th. Monster Energy Cup Series final practice, 2 p.m. to 2.50 p.m. MRN has your radio coverage. NBC SN has your TV. And then radio. Pre-race, 3 p.m., MRN TV, pre-race, 3 p.m., NBCSN. This is your race, brother. Xfinity Series Camping World, 300, 330 p.m. There at Chicago Speedway, MRN has your radio, NBCSN has the TV. And then after that, Monster Energy Cup Series qualifying, 6.35 p.m., MRN has your radio, NBCSN has your TV. And then coming up with a big race there, Sunday, June 30th. Radio, pre-race 2 p.m., MRN TV, pre-race 1 p.m., NBCSN is and then The Monster Energy Cup Series Camping World 400 is at 3 p.m. on Sunday, June the 30th. MRN has your radio, NBCSN has your TV. And, Scott, anything you want to talk about, let everybody know, when you're hauling out, when you're hauling in, a pre- before they can follow you in on Facebook Live, brother, you got the floor.
4: Yeah, we'll be uh, let's see, we'll be leaving tomorrow evening. Probably get up and uh, stop somewhere around Corbin, Kentucky, and then make the rest of the trip on up to Chicago Land on uh, Thursday. Hopefully, have some of the guys come pick us up so we can go take a shower and go to the hotel, and get some real sleep, and then we'll uh, be loading in. I'll be on Facebook Live at. 9 o'clock in the morning. I believe that's Central Town. So it'll be 10 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time. Well, you're in Central Time anyway. And um, then we'll unload, and the guys' go over the garage opens at noon, and we'll be wide open from then on. And then, uh, like I said, we'll race the next day and haul butt home because we got a one day turnaround to make it to Daytona. Got your off.
0: I want to thank you very much for joining me tonight, and safe travels to Chicago Land Speedway. And thank you again for filling in for Stephen Wilson and Suzanne. And I will see you in uh, Kentucky. We're gonna fly up that Thursday. So we're all right. We're gonna see you up there in Kentucky, brother. Is anybody you want to thank? Any sponsors you want to thank before we let you jump out of here? You got the floor again. Well,
4: since we're going to Chicago. Um Appreciate having Gerber and everybody on the cars. And um, our normal flex L and everybody like that. But uh, just going to keep on doing what we're doing and try to make it through the racetrack. So get four cars back without a, a dent. And like I said, we'll move on the next week in Daytona.
0: Got it. Thank you very much. Again, safe travels this weekend to Chicago End Speedway and safe travels the weekend after that, down to Daytona. Stephen Wilson, Speedway com and his wife, A.M., they will be down there covering that race. So look them up. And Suzanne and I will be going to Kentucky Speedway to cover everything up there. Scott, again, thank you very much. And tell your daughter congratulations on graduating. And we will talk to you at Kentucky Speedway, uh, Scott. Thank you very much. We're gonna say good night, Talladega, Alabama. I'm Timmy Spain alongside of I want to say Speedway Digest. I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm Timmy Spain alongside of Scott Rivas, JD Halter, driver there, JD Motorsports, and we will talk to you next season again. Thank you very much for talking, and thanks, Scott. We'll see you, bro. Bye, man.
1: You better, better watch
3: what you're talking 'bout. Running your mouth like you know me. You gon' fuck around and trip out. show me get call it show me. Why want on one? You can't hold me if you last name was Ham. Only when you word me out to stitch my name on your pants. No resident of France, but you swear I'm from Paris. 106 to carats, total. All that turquoise, tryin' to get purpose. My chain to your chain, sprint a motor. If we've lost it hard to please, boss. Don't be lying, be crying. you're crying. Fuck it, the better law, cut your act. Real hip-hop, half the time, beat see new the album flop, you know, done and it ain't left the dock. come on man, cause I'm hiding, man, cause he's nice, you ain't gotta give me my props, just give me the yacht, give me my rocks, and keep my fans coming and fly, till you talk the Super Bowl, keep that mouth on lock, I'm away. <laughs> I'm copy on the mic, but I'm humble in real life, taking nothing for granted, blessing everything on my life, trying to see a new life, at the top of the roof, baby, ain't <laughs> What it takes to be number one? Two was not a winner, and three nobody remember. What it takes to be number one?